podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And I'm just growing up watching UFC with my dad. I've, I've always been around, been around yeah. him. He started training when I was young as well. If I'm honest with this, it's extremely difficult to switch on. But I try and take Sunday and the rest day. Saturday, uh, there's a class at the gym now, Saturday morning, MMA. Mm-hmm. So that's only really 10 right now, so it's pretty much two days of recovery again. But I'm just trying, just trying to stop myself from doing stuff that I'm excited to Yeah, I always want to keep going, keep going, and I'm Monday comes, you're knackered again, ask your boy. Yeah, I'm extremely excited as well for the next five, ten years. Because obviously there's a lot of talent coming through, but us in Wales can see that. But I think it's still that um, expectation for a lot of people, especially outside of Wales, that you have to go to America to train, you have to go to America to do this, you have to do that. But that's not the case, obviously. Brett's proved it, Jack's in the middle of proving it. And I think in the next five to ten years, it's going to be a lot more value to prove, prove that. that you don't have to travel to be blessed. Yeah, there's, it, it does get quite difficult to match me sometimes, obviously being young. Because I suppose sometimes it's a lose-lose situation if they beat me. Well, it's not anymore because I've got a phone record, but I feel as if at the start it was a lose-lose because they beat me. People could turn around and say, oh, you've only beat 16 year Yeah. And then if they, if they lose, they, they've lost to a 16 year old. But I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it does a lot for them if they beat me now because I'm in the right Pretty much it's always been sound a bit cliche, but I've always looked up to like the best the best fighters, but not only the best fighters, also like the dogs. Yeah. It's like perhaps not as technical, but they they'll fight anyone, for instance, like the Diaz brothers, I've always loved them. Then like I said, I've always liked the goats, I've always liked GSP, Anderson Silva, John Jones, but the minute obviously, I know he's retired, but Khabib as well. But overall my favourite fighter. Yes, guys, I'm Sike. Welcome to this podcast nation. We're back for another episode of my story here at Eat Sleep Media. Gonna have a good old chat with my guest today. But uh, just before we do that, a big shout out to uh, our sponsors, as always, the channel powered by Violet Money. Check out violetmoney.co.uk. Use the code ACE20 and uh, get lots of this 20% off discount on all their uh, training gear, apparel, including this nice uh, weekend co- weekend offender collaboration, I should say. But uh, lots of good stuff there. Check them out. Big thanks to them, as always, for the support. But uh, let's get on with the show. Delighted to be joined, as ever, by uh, a special guest. And this week is no different, as I'm joined by... Uh, one of the hottest talents in Welsh combat sports, Johan Thomas. How are you, my friend? Thank you for having me, Shay. Very happy, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you, mate. Looking forward to having a good chat. We'll just talk about uh, lots of different stuff and that. But um, you're a busy boy. Like, obviously, friends on Facebook and that. So I see, like, a lot of the stuff you do. And um, it's just, like, constant trips abroad, travels, fights. You've got a fight coming up as well. It's... Uh, Insanity, busy boy, isn't you? Well, some people say I go on all life, which mm-hmm. I haven't really just 
training, working and training. That's it. Yeah, it's worst things though, isn't it? Like, you know, it's, um, the, you've got a lot, something to focus on, something to be excited about. Something I wouldn't have no other way, if I'm honest. Yeah. And like you've already been, I've seen you went, um, where, you, where was that tournament the other month? That was uh, in the Middle East somewhere, wasn't it, or something? I didn't fight in the IMAFs. No, I didn't do that, I didn't, did you? No, I didn't fight in the IMAFs. Um, I was looking to fight at the IMAFs, I still am, mm. but I, at the time when this took place, I had, I've already had four headshot fights. Yeah. And obviously because of my age, it's no headshots out there. And I feel as if it's taking a backward step with me. Obviously fighting on Cage Warriors. Four good wins as well. I didn't want to take no backward steps, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah no, I could see that. I could see that. By 18 then, um, IMAFs rules are for my age's headshots, so I'll be looking to do it about 18 then. Yeah, that makes sense then, I suppose, doesn't it? Because, yeah, I can understand that. It feels like you're going a bit backwards because like, you're yeah. going forward in one side and then... Yeah, like sort of go backwards, but it's it's another good aim, isn't it? Yeah, seven yeah. to seven to aim for. Um, before we get onto the the cage warriors and obviously your development and which has been fast, like tell us a bit about what you was like, like what was growing up like for you and when you were even younger. Like you're a young man anyway, but like when you was a young kid, what was growing up like for you? So yeah, I've I've had a um, really good childhood, if I'm honest. Um, parents supported me in whatever I do. It's just, I think, a bit unfortunate for my mum and dad I chose the route to fight in. Mm. It's not very well for their nerves, I don't think. But, um, yeah, stressful I've, parents. Yeah, but I've always been around fighting, if I'm honest. Like, um, before I was born, my dad was fighting and training with Shaky. And I'm um, just growing up watching the UFC with my dad. I've, I've always been around, been around yeah. it, and started training when I was young as well. So. so, how old were you when you started? First, like first bit of combat sports training, and first time I uh, participated in combat sports, I was four years old. That's that's like super young, isn't it? Yeah, um, my parents took me to a kickboxing class when I was four, in a little leisure centre up in um, Markham Sports Centre, just to burn a bit of energy off because I've been mm. quite a wild kid, mm. too much energy, and um, yeah, I stuck with it. Within six months, I wanted to go most nights of the week. Within twelve months, I had my first. Com- competition and then just went from there really. from there just kept growing and growing so my dad is four years old is like super young but then like I say I suppose if you're if your dad's into it and you would like when you're a bit older than four but like when you're watching it with your dad and yeah. like, this is going to be a natural thing isn't it? like on the parents being stressed thing I can uh, feel like, like I get stressed watching my boys play football and I often think about like because I speak to a lot of fighters I often think like ah oh, Imagine they were like in bang into their, you know, MMA or boxing or whatever. It'd be, it'd be so stressful because you've got to add in the stress of the performance yeah. with like getting it and the rest of it. And obviously, if, as you as you go through your career, there's going to be points where you have a few wars and covered in blood and the rest of it. And it's uh, it's going to be going to be take its toll on your parents. But I mean, sounds like they're quite supportive in terms of your career choice. Yeah, so um, they are extremely supportive. They um, like they never pushed me into anything. I've done it all off my own back, and um, they just support me. Like I played football for a little bit while I was uh, fighting, and um, they just said they support me more whatever I choose to do. So, was there like a point where you had to choose, just like right, I gotta focus on MMA and that now? Yeah, so I um, I chose off my own back really. Like um, I think football training was like on a Wednesday, and at, the, at this point I was still doing kickboxing. And I would just rather go 
training than I would go football training, and then it just really took its toll from me, really. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. You can't do everything, can you? I think, and there's only so many days in the week, and yeah, you've got yeah. to let your body recover as well. And I think, um, like, my oldest boy's 17 now, and he, he does like sport and football and whatever, and he's working and he's going to school, and it's like you've got to give yourself a day of to have a lie in, like, or to just let your body recover. Doesn't quite get that yet, but I'm sure he will eventually. Um, like, how do you find it? Like, in terms of taking a day off from training and from doing stuff and switching off from fighting. If I'm honest, it's extremely difficult to switch off. Like, I try and take Sunday as my rest day. If I'm honest, and Saturday uh, there's a class at the gym now. Saturday morning MMA, mm. but that's only really technique now. So it's pretty much two days of recovery, I guess. But I'm just trying, just trying to stop myself from doing stuff if that makes sense. Because yeah. I always want to keep going and keep going. But then time Monday comes, you're knackered again, and that's how your body breaks down, really. So I try yeah. to get as much recovery as possible. So you spend Sunday trying not to go for a run, not to train, and yeah, not yeah. to do everything. Like yeah, yeah. That's the way. It's um, it's interesting though because, like, when did you know that you wanted to do it as a career rather than you know just a hobby or something that you enjoy doing? So. Obviously, growing up, watching the UFC with my dad, just being a young kid, I always had aspirations. Oh, yeah, I'd like to do that one day, I'd like to do that. But then, as I got into the training and got into the training more and I started competing, I started realising, yeah, yeah, I could do this as a thing. And then, obviously, I had a first fight on Cage Warriors where I beat their opponent a lot older than me. And then it just, just carried on from here. Like, so far, all the opposition I fought are a lot older than me. And I'm doing well. And... Mm. It's, it's been an aspiration of mine for a long time since I can remember to be in the UFC and I think I've got the right people around me like obviously Jack, Brett i got my dad, i got my whole family obviously Shaky's dealt with fighters his whole life so I feel like I'm in the right place the right gym if I want to become successful especially yeah. in the UFC 100% you've got a good um, it's not only a good gym but it's a good good circle of people to have around you to bounce off advice and like you say like you know Brett's been there and done it Jack's doing it now. Richard's, like you say, dealt with not just fighters but also promoting shows himself yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So he's got like a experience in pretty much doing it all. Obviously, he used to fight himself as well. So like, you can ask for much more in terms of the knowledge that you can pull from, isn't it? It's uh, quite incredible when you when you break it down individually, like yeah, yeah. just the, the amount of people that, and even then you've got like obviously you've got people like Oban and. Um, Josh Reed, Josh and uh, just, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's a great gym to be of, and there's obviously when I had um, the last time I had Shaky on, which was probably a word do well actually, is uh, the what well, probably about a year ago maybe because it was when he came on the fight show. I think he might come on with Jack actually, and we were asking him like um, you know we're talking about like Jack and Oban and stuff like that, and he actually said that it's actually the the younger ones like yourself. And some of the other guys who he's most excited about because obviously for years welsh mma is hasn't really you know you've only had like the odd one here and there like brett or something like that but like you look around now and you look in cage warriors and some of the regional scenes there's so much welsh talent there just 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 on the verge of sort of whether yeah. it's you know they're not quite old enough yet or they haven't had their chance but like it's going to be exciting sort of 10 years for Welsh MMA, you know? Yeah, I'm extremely excited as well for the next five, 10 years. 
because obviously there's a lot of talent coming through but us in Wales can see that but mm. I think it's still that um, expectation for a lot of people especially outside of Wales that you have to go to America to train you have to go to America to do this you have to yeah. do that but that's not the case obviously Brett's proved it Jack's in the middle of proving it and I think in the next five to ten years there's going to be a lot more guys to, pr- to prove that that you don't have to travel to be the best not like even Leon Edwards. Yeah, Leon Edwards is a really good example. Yeah, current uh, welterweight champion, and I think um, there, you know there's a couple of Welsh, uh, obviously Cody McKenna's out in America training, and and Mason Jones and that, and obviously it's what's best for individual fighters. I get that, but like for me as a Welshman, if we can keep producing top top level fighters, I'm happy if they're coming from Wales. You know what I mean? Like whether it's from shaky's gym or whether it's from the mat academy or wherever else like i want to see those gyms thriving and really pushing on and the talent pools like unreal at the moment in wales it's exciting to be a fan of for me and just watching and getting the opportunity to speak to some of the fighters and stuff but like you're in it you're like part of it you're part of the the next wave really you because what are you you're 17 now is it 16 16 jesus christ i'm so small nah it's um but like, so you're like, really are like, you must be so excited about the next few years. Oh yeah, and I am really excited for the next few years, but also I feel as if it's a double-edged sword as well, because if I just get lost there, I lose what I'm doing right now, it's just one fight yeah, at a yeah. time, one fight at a time. We'll see where we are in the next five years, just keep trying to make sp- small improvements and the rest will take care of itself really, that's my mindset. Yeah, and I think, um, like Shaky's a good person to have on board with that sort of mindset as well of taking, you know, taking each fight at a time and and I guess for you like you just concentrate on each fight and then you can let whether it's your dad or Shaky or whoever deal with the rest of it. You just focus on the actual fight and it's uh, it's still gotta be exciting though. Like even for a fan like myself and someone on the outside, like looking in, it's exciting to see like what well, because you you know. You've already fought on Cage Warriors. What was that first Cage Warriors fight like? Were you nervous about that? To be honest, go, go uh, talking about nerves, from um, obviously starting off with kickboxing and grappling, mm. that, um, that's to- not taking the nerves away, but I learned how to not shut them off, but deal with them as such, because I think everybody feels nerves, but it's just, it's not properly nerves, it's just butterflies, because yeah. you want to win. You not scared of the fight you just want to win so bad but then also when I was younger Shaky used to have me be the little ice man mm. and I was used to being a, like backstage with all the fighters seeing the fighters warm up like, he used to have me doing it all the time and I think I played a major role in um, bringing me on as a fighter as well yeah yeah, because you get used to the atmosphere you get used to yeah. the, kind of the build up to it all it's a good uh, it's, yeah it's a good, I could see the absolutely see the benefits of being around pre-fights um, when you're younger and then obviously when it comes to your fights you're used to the atmosphere then and you're yeah. used to just just what everything's going on so you're not one for nerves then really other than the, just the general butterflies no I don't, I don't feel the nerves to the fight really it's just only thing I do feel is that um, butterfly feeling where mm. I just just want to make sure I go out and get a W if I'm honest yeah. so do you remember obviously still amateur at the moment but like do you remember like your first your first sort of proper MMA fight and 
Ed Short yeah. MMA fight. Yeah. Yeah, that was on Cage Warriors. That was a Cage Warriors yeah. one, was it? Yeah. So who did you fight on that? Because I was going to say, when was the last time you fought someone your age? Uh, last time I fought someone my own age, um, I fought a boy down Nails Gym, no head shots. I was 13 and the boy was 14, he was pretty much yeah, the same age. Much same, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that was the last time. So that's like two, three years, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus. And then ever since then, it's always, you know, 20, 20 plus. something there. Wow. See, that's, you've got to have a certain mindset to be able to do that as well, see, though, because. I think, um, like when I used to play like cricket or football, because I used to do it when I was about your age, I used to do it at a pretty high level. So I'd quite often be in the older squads and that, and go on tour with them and stuff. But I used to find it, I was all right once I got past the initial thing of shyness with the team or whatever. But I can imagine like with fighting, once you get past the fact that it's just, You've got, I suppose you've got to try and put it into a box, haven't you? It's just another opponent. doesn't really matter if they're your age or 20-something. No, obviously there's... Um, obviously, like, fighting older opponents, they're more developed as a man, obviously, and it does provide the challenges, but it's nothing I'm not used to because I'm in the gym every single day sparring with professional athletes who's, who these boys are nowhere yeah. near the level of, so it doesn't really play... Yeah, it doesn't matter at all to me, really. It's interesting though, because like, um, like obviously someone who's say mid twenties or whatever, not only are they, you know, they're fully matured physically, but but mentally as well. I think you're just a bit, you know yourself a bit better and stuff like that. Whereas your average sixteen year old probably doesn't, you know, it could takes you sort of sixteen to say twenty two or something, just to you know find yourself a little bit. But obviously. For you, you've known what you wanted to do from quite a young age, and you've done it. So maybe you haven't got that, um, like that immaturity, which is you certainly don't seem to. But like a like your average sixteen year old would, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like you said, um, physically, I feel sometimes obviously they've got a man strength for me, but psychologically, I feel I'm. Miles ahead of everyone, if I'm mm. honest. That's that's how I feel inside my own head. I feel yeah. psychologically, I got, I got the edge over anyone. It's interesting, I, because um, like look, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fighter. Never, never have been, never trained in anything. So like, I haven't got that experience. But like, I wonder how it plays into their mind. Say someone who's like, like twenty three, and they they come up against you. You're sixteen. Do they underestimate you? Do they? over it like do they sort of adjust what they would normally do if they were fighting someone who was 18 plus it's kind of interesting have you ever spoken to any of them afterwards um so when i fought jordan little mm. that was my second fight um after the fight shakes told me that jordan fo- jordan found me on instagram i think and said to his coach mark we um this boy's only 16 he was sure to take the fight so he've messaged Shakey and Shakey said yeah trust me it'll mm-hmm. be a competitive fight just take a fight uh, it just carry on as normal like it's a competitive fight um, even though he's 16 and um, yeah that, that was the only instance really but to be fair to Jordan for taking that fight because I spoken to him after the fight and he told he said to me that only reason he fought me was to get a shot on Cage Warriors because he'd been fighting on other promotions such as Rage and 
but he wanted a chance to get on Cage Warriors, mm. and the only way, because I had to pull out, I was meant to fight someone else, and then they found me Jordan, and he took the fight just to get on Cage Warriors. But, um, yeah, props to him for taking yeah, the fight, just to get on it. Do you, um, I know, like, when I've spoken to Jack before, and, and, and some other fighters as well, like, they, um, once you get to a certain level on the, like, you know, the UK scene, the Welsh scene, you do have more people start pulling out and you have people, it's harder to match you up, basically, because you're so good. Have you come across that yet, where you're finding people are pulling out and just difficult to match you up with people? Yeah, from, from the start, really. So I had that first fight um, on Cage Warriors with shin pads on. And then Shady tried matching me again with shin pads on. And within a week, he had about five pullouts. So then only option was to go full amateur rules, not unified, just full amateur rules. Mm. And um yeah, there's they it does get quite difficult to match me sometimes, obviously being young, because I suppose sometimes it's a lose lose situation if they beat me. Well it's not anymore because I've got a four no rego, but I feel as if at the start it was a lose lose because if they beat me, people could turn around and say, Oh, you've only beat the sixteen year old and yeah. and then if they if they lose they they've yeah. lost a sixteen year old but I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it does a lot for them if it beat me now because I'm on the rise at the minute. So yeah, yeah, you've built that reputation yeah. now, and you people know about so you. So I think it's a lot different now. now. But uh, yeah, it's, it's wild, like because it's to me. If I was a fighter, I think I'd get I would lose my head where people just keep pulling out and I, it would do my neck, do my head in, and like I see it so much, and like look, you know, if something happens, like. Um, what happened to Paul Hughes in the build-up to Jordan's fight, where he done his knee in or his back in? I can't remember what it was, but you know he had a serious injury. That's you know su- such is life. Same as like Jack's got his knee now, and it it's like that happens. It's part of the game. Yeah. But it's when you get these stupid pullouts, and there's never. It's the ones where they there's not really a reason. It's very vague and kind of like yeah. So I, frustrating. I I understand that. Yeah, if it's a genuine reason, you don't mind because. I've been in myself, I had to pull out the last fight, first time I've ever had to pull out because I had COVID. Mm. Can't do nothing about it. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing I could do about it. I was in bed for four days ill. It was rough. There was nothing at all I could do. But yeah, the thing with doing your head, you know, like sometimes I say to Shakey, someone will ask me in the gym, um, how do you feel about fighting? And we'd be talking and Shakey lobby and he'd be like, oh, you're not fighting him anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, we've had three pull outs since then. Don't worry, I've got you a match. And, that's just where it is. It doesn't matter who. It's just show up to fight night and fight. Simple. It doesn't matter who. Some of the young boxers have had in actually, and had they like like a fight coming on and whatever. And I will say, oh, so do you know much about your opponent or whatever? And they go, I, I don't even know who it is. I think it, like they pulled out and then it's someone else. And you got to kind of uh, you got to really have a trust in your team, like the people who are matching you up. And you obviously, I'm assuming like your dad's got to say in it. And you obviously you've been with Shaky a long time. Yeah. So you've got people you trust. And I think that's got to be so important. I mean, if you've got the fights constantly changing, you've got to trust the person who's yeah, been that, making those fights. Isn't the, yeah, that's key. So I think the all involvement is pretty much my dad, Shaky, Colin, and obviously Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they make the decisions. Obviously, it doesn't matter who they match me up with. I trust them. I also trust their coaching. I'll, I'll be ready. Simple. So it yeah. doesn't matter who, really. Do you pick Jack's brains a lot? Yeah, so I, spe- I spend a lot of time with Jack. No, I pick his brains a lot with fighting, but 
a lot with life really he's taught me he taught me a lot to be fair to him I can't thank him enough if I'm honest like he did bring me down Gary's like I said on a Wednesday morning he would take me back and forth S&C with our S&C coach like so I do spend a lot of time with him so he's not really a better role model to have than Jack no, no he's a top top man he's um someone who I've got a tremendous amount of respect for not just because of you know what he's achieved the way he carries himself, the way he treats people and speaks to people, like I've got a lot of time for people like that who, um, like I've come across a few who are just bought into their own hype a little bit, and like it's easy to do, isn't it? Like especially if you're on the rise and you've got podcasts and um, TV and radio and people asking you for interviews and you know all the rest of it. Like I can understand why some fighters and some you know athletes fall into it but like you know Jack's at the top top level and he's still the same person that he was when he was on Cage Warriors or I would imagine even before that like got a lot of, a lot of respect for him but like training with people like him and Brett you've always got most situations you're going to come across one of them whether it's Jack, Brett or Juan or the coaches like someone's probably going to have been through similar isn't they? oh yeah like they, they've got a lot, like we was talking about earlier, they've got a lot of experience through fighting, through a lot of all aspects of fighting, like fight camps, being there on the night, turning up. So if you've got anything you want to ask them, they've pretty much been in that situation. So, Yeah. Do you, um, who's the angriest trainer then in that gym? Who gets like their hair off? There's got to be someone. Yeah, There's always who, someone. Who gets their hair off the most? Mm. Carl. Yeah. Carl Parker. <laughs> Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, Carl, Carl, he's a brilliant coach. I love him to bits. Funny coach, mind. Like, he does get his hair off now and yeah. then. Does he get his hair off, like, with you, like, the fighters and that, or does he get his hair off just generally, like, uh, um, just a general? Depending. If, you, if you're doing something wrong, he'll tell you, and that's, yeah. that's good. But, no, if you're doing what he says and you're listening, he can't right. ask for no more, no. Yeah. He, his biggest pet aid is when we're drilling technique and they start talking mm. and then he does really get angry but yeah. what about um, like who's the hardest coach who pushes the, the students the hardest the fighters the hardest um, they're all unique in different ways if I'm mm. honest so obviously Shakey likes to be the cardio king after every session he'll say oh, we're going to have a nice easy session today and it's just cardio 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, obviously Parker takes the wrestling classes and that's the hardest session of the week and then you've got our tight coach crew him and then you'll have a session with him on the one-to-one pads and you're just as tired as you would be from wrestling so yeah yeah fascinating some top top coaches there as well what about um well, so at the moment obviously you're still you're still learning you're still going for your career and that what do you think the strongest part of your game is now Um, I think just MMA is a role if I'm honest because I am decent at striking, grappling and wrestling but I think I'm better when I can add them all together like okay. when I can put it all together that's when I feel I think Jack's similar to that as well like you watch him strike you watch him wrestle you watch him grapple he's brilliant everywhere but then when, when he, like you spar with him just stand up he's good but then when he can add the takedowns and he can and he can wrestle, he can grapple, it was just an all different game, so. Just blend it all together. Yeah, I think, 
and I think that's where I'm amazed now. It's just it's an art by himself now, isn't it? So mm-hmm. you learn it all, and that's what that's what you've got to be best at. Yeah, like even like, uh, in the, even in the time Jack's been in the UFC, was it like three years now? I think maybe even four. I'm not sure, but like a few years, isn't it? Say, like even in that time, the level in the UFC has changed. Or level in MMA generally has changed. Like you look at the Cage Warriors cards, which are being put on. There's no easy fights. There's no there's no um sort of weak couple of fights at the start of the card and then, you know, like the main and the co main are the kind of big things. All the fighters are good at everything. And then you obviously have the elite ones who kind of push on. It's gonna make it um it's gonna make the, the highest level even higher in it and then it's gonna make the lower levels even more difficult to, to get through and get to so obviously for someone like you who's trained this since you were four and they keep going and you're training with all these people that's only going to benefit you isn't it because the level which you train at and the people you train at are always going to get better so it's always going to you're always going to improve as long as you want it obviously there comes a point with some people where they think they know it all or whatever but where's your mindset with that sort of thing First of all, people knowing it all. I don't. I don't think I'll apply in our gym because um, get humbled quick. Yeah, you'll get you'll get humbled quick, especially with like the coaches. So, Shaky, for instance, like you leave your ego at the door. You come in, and even Jack now, like he could quite easily say if he was at a different gym. Like, I think Shaky being his dad, he's created that mindset. Where he always wants to learn. Perhaps mm-hmm. someone else in his position would think they know it all, but being at our gym, he's at all the classes, all the technique classes, trying to learn, trying to improve. And that's why I admire him, to be honest. And that's why, that's why the way I'm going to try and follow in his footsteps because it's been drilled into me the same. Obviously, it's lifelong. You can never learn everything. No. What's the hardest part of your week? Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be fighting related. Just what's the hardest part of your week, generally? So, like I said, Thursday's the hardest class. But generally, Wednesday's the hardest day for me and Jack because we get up early, then we go to box with Gary down Lana Romney. Time we get back, then we go for a 10k run. And then we do some weights. Then we go MMA sparring, and I would be MMA grappling or MMA stand up rounds. And then we grappling at night then as well, do five fives grappling. So. It's a long day for us, and um, yeah, I think that's probably the hardest day of the week, if I'm honest. Do you look which day do you look forward to the most? If I'm honest, I enjoy every. I'm just excited to go every day. If I'm honest, yeah. yeah. Like obviously, I love doing it all. I love striking. I love grappling. I like wrestling. So every day's a new challenge, really. Do you um, do you go to like? I know, um, like Danny, who I do the fight uh, fight show with. He's uh, he says to his students, you know, to go out and like you'll tell them to go train with other gyms and stuff to learn you know from different coaches and whatever is that something which you guys do as well like you'll go other places whether it's you know the mat academy or go further or whatever yeah so um especially if you're away for a week shake he'll encourage you to go and do some sparring other places but he also he's also a big believer in like pushing you to other areas so like me and jack's done with gary he's over the moon with that uh, I know Thursday morning you have a few boys from Matt Academy and other gyms come up and do some sparring with us. So I think it's just pushing and improving 
yeah. everyone as a team if I'm honest yeah you can always learn can you from, yeah. from other people from from more experienced not even you know more experienced people it's just other fighters so they might train a different way they might they might they might look at things a different way even like just their fight strategies and things like that and I know like I mentioned Danny a minute ago like the, uh, he's big on like fight IQ and stuff like that and being able to adapt as a fighter within the fight without your coach having to say oh you need to do this because this has happened is that something which you feel you've got now like high fight IQ or do you, do you feel like you're, you're still obviously learning because you are still you know you're still oh, a young man like. oh, I'm always going to be learning even even when my career is done with but um, yeah I feel as if I feel as if I got high fight IQ especially for my age but in general as well like I've been around in my whole life obviously I'm training with top class coaches, top class athletes, and I think being around that, you fight like it was naturally gonna get better. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's just one of them things, isn't it? I think it comes naturally to you, but obviously you can develop it and you can improve it and stuff like that. So also, also you can improve it just by yourself at home. Like obviously, if you're going home and watching fights or watching breakdowns, all it all helps, doesn't it? So yeah. Yeah, and I think watching fights and seeing how other fighters adapt as well is, um, I'd imagine, is a good way to look at things because you never know what's going to happen in a fight. Do you? It's, it's once that bell goes or buzzer goes or whatever, like it's just you and the, your opponent. And sometimes you've got to adapt. Sometimes you might have a surprise. You might get clipped or whatever it may be, and you've got to recover. It's um, so you're four and zero now. Take me through like those fights in general have they been long fights quick fights no I've um I've got I've got some rounds in um the last four fights so I finished the player I fought first Callum Davis I TKO'd him round, one, uh, round three and then my second and third fight were both three rounders my last fight was a three rounder um I should have finished that fight though Oh, it's my part, my fault. But um, yeah. But looking for the finish next fight, definitely. But last fight, I was a little bit disappointed. I didn't get the finish. But like she, he was saying to me, he was saying that amateur, I'd much rather you get the experience in. Yeah. So. Yeah, the more rounds you can get in. Yeah. As an amateur, the better, really. Yeah. You know? The but, better. But equally, if you're good, you're gonna finish fights as well. So it's like catch twenty two almost, isn't it? But um, what about? Like you got a fight coming up now, and you start. Is it start October, no? October eighth, yeah. So, what's it? Is the what's the opponent at the moment? Um, Question mark. No, I I am matched. Uh, I don't want to say the boy's name okay. because I'll get it wrong. Don't want to disrespect him. I will get his name wrong. He's from Gloucester Range. Okay. Mark Weirs. I fought already fought one of their boys, but yeah, good fight. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm assuming with um, with the amateurs, there's not much things like not much in the way of like footage and stuff like that where you can really have a look at your opponents. So do you have to focus more like on your own game? Um. Well, uh, you can get some footage on them, but especially at amateur, my personal belief is a good test. It's a good test not to look at them because mm. I don't see why I have to focus on anybody else. I know what I can do. It's pointless worrying about anybody else. I'll go in. And just adapt to whatever's coming, and just worry yeah. about myself, really. Yeah, I can see that. I can see. I can see the benefits to both. Yeah. You know, but I think obviously, as you as you climb the ranks, and um, yeah. obviously, especially a pro, 
it, you'd be foolish not to take your opponent's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. into account, obviously. But Jack's a big believer, for example, going back to Jack, he'd say he's not a big um, believer in game planning. He just see where the fight goes. Yeah, and yeah I know um, a few fighters who I've spoken to who say they'll leave the sort of the planning and the stuff to their coaches, and they'll just, you know, the coaches will drill them in what they think they need to be particularly, you know, drilled in or prepared for for a particular fight but they won't necessarily come up with a you know like a, a strategy to end the fight or to defend a certain thing but it's interesting like so who's your when you was growing up and you were watching UFC with your man what sort of fighters was like your inspiration so we say or like you looked up to and that favourite fighters it's pretty much it's always been it's going to sound a bit cliche but I've always looked up to like the bet the best fighters but not only the best fighters also like the dogs yeah. who's like perhaps not as technical but they they'll fight anyone for instance like the Diaz brothers I've always loved them but then like I said I've always liked the goats I've always liked GSP Anson Silva John Jones but at the minute obviously I know he's retired but Khabib as well mm. but overall my favorite fighter is definitely Jack Shaw mm-hmm. just just let the people know that yeah that's the one it's um so what did you make Diaz obviously finished with the UFC now um, what did you make of his performance then last weekend as we record this well I'm just so happy he got the finish if I'm honest yeah it was a nice way for him to go out with yeah him. yeah so I'm happy he got the finish Nate's going to be Nate and he don't know what he's going to do he's probably not going to fight again but I think he'll um, call think it he'll a go day. fight yeah. uh, Jake Paul and then he'll come back go back to the UFC I reckon although he saying that he started his own uh, his own promotion, I think. So real fighting or something yeah. it's called, isn't it? Something like that. Like so, I uh, maybe he won't go back to the UFC. He did say though in his post-fight interview, like he's going to go and do something else and then come back. But um, it's quite wild that he's never had a a title in the UFC. Like in all the time he's been there. But I think things just haven't quite fallen into place for him on that front. And maybe when he was starting to go towards that title shot was when he sort of picked up a loss or a bit of trouble or you know, whatever. Maybe it's a shame though because I think he'd be quality champion. Oh yeah, and also to think about it, like I kn- Leon Edwards just KO'd a champion in that fifth round. Diaz almost put him away. I know, I know he lost the majority of the fight. Um, Diaz did, but. Mm. In that fifth round, he almost put him away and just rocked him. Didn't just he? to think, like, I know it's sad to see, like, I wouldn't mind seeing Diaz in like a 10 round fight because honestly, I think he'd be undefeated. Yeah, yeah he just keeps going. He just keeps going and, and going, and, and it's so hard to knock him out or sub him. It's just, it's just be really hard for anyone to beat him. Yeah, 100%. He's, um, uh, he's an interesting guy. I've always been a fan of Nate. Not so much a fan of Nick for some reason. I don't know why. Nate, he's always like, irritates me don't know, no reason I can just whatever reason like, but it was um, no it was pretty good like I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that Nate got to go out with a win because I also feel like if he decides he wants to come back to the UFC he's got like a good um, negotiating thing and he because he's he's off a win he saw out his contract and I think I don't know do you reckon he fights Jake Paul um, I don't know. I'd like to see it happen, mine because number one, I'd like to see Jake Paul get sparked, mm-hmm. and number two, 
I'd like to see him get a big payout. Obviously, he's probably earning a lot of money anyway, Diaz, because he does bring a lot of eyes to the sport. And even though he's not champion, I think in most cases he's the people's champion. So yeah, and I think even though he's earning, you know, he's probably on top dollar at the UFC. Like I think what he's earned over the years in the UFC, if he was in boxing at the similar sort of level, he'd have earned a lot more. Yeah, oh yeah, and just the way it is, unfortunately, at the moment. But um. Like with Jake Paul, obviously you can have like a few million, can you? Just from the one night's work. Yeah, yeah. But he's fighting Anderson Silva next, which is quite an interesting one, because Anderson Silva's look really good boxing. Do you think uh, Jake Paul will get through Anderson Silva? So I don't like Jake Paul mm. to start with, but I hear people say he can't box because yeah. he, he can definitely box. He's he is a good fighter now, and he haven't fought any real boxers at the minute but I do believe that he did try and fight Tommy Fury and he was willing to take the fight so I don't like him but I think it'll be a tough fight but I'm hoping Anderson does beat him because Anderson is a world class striker and he let's be honest so yeah I think the only thing which may be a problem for Anderson Silver in that fight is his, just his age, age and his yeah. chin yeah because you saw in the end towards the end of his UFC career his chin was a bit sort of accessible yeah. You say, so you just wonder whether he get, you know, if he gets caught with a shot like Tyrone Woodley, would he be able to, you know, live with it? But then it's head movements night and day to Tyrone Woodley's as well. So you just don't know. It's, I'd be, I'm interested by it's the first Jake Paul fight which I've been interested by because I feel like it's an actual challenge for him. I always felt like he was going to beat all the other fighters. Tyrone Woodley, maybe I was like, well. But then I always came back to this with the Tyron Woodley fight was Tyron Woodley hasn't looked like very good in the UFC for you know four or five fights before he left. So why is he suddenly gonna look good boxing? And I like some people got a bit annoyed with me about that, but like it's just a fact. Like he hadn't looked ever since like he won that title, uh, the welterweight title, and then he fought. Um, Steve Ball fought Wonderboy twice and ever since that second Wonderboy fight he never looked the same fighter he always looked afraid of getting it and I just felt like if Jake Paul was able to sort of use his size advantage and his power he was going to catch him and I was right just to say I, I always thought that uh, if I'm honest I knew well I kind of had a feeling that Jake Paul was going to beat him but I don't know. I hope I hope Anderson beats him. I think it's a um, I think it's a fifty-fifty fight now. Only reason I think it's a fifty-fifty fight is because yeah, Jake can box, but I think Anderson's a better boxer mm. altogether. But obviously, Jake has youth on his side. So, uh, youth on his side, doesn't he? So I think there's a lot to be said for that as well. I really do. Like Anderson Silva's got a lot of uh, a lot of miles on the clock for you know he's, he was active as well. But then also is if. Um, if Anderson Silva beats Jake Paul, then we won't get to see Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul. So I'm like, don't know which one I'd rather. So I'm stuck between it because I would like I would like to see Nate Diaz fight Jake Paul, but I feel like if Jake Paul loses, probably won't happen. I'd like to see. I'd like to someone's going to stop the train. Like I'd like to see Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul. Just just to see the way Jake Paul acts. If I'm honest, because you see the way he do act with some fighters. And he's obviously he's toned and now he's trying to sell a fight and all. But I don't know if he'd be like that with Diaz because 
Jazz has realised you can't be seen what happened mm-hmm. on the weekend. Like, yeah, he shows up with 60 man. boys, like, so. Diaz don't play, he's as real as a guess, I think. He is a legitimate gangster, isn't he? So, mm. I'd like to see the way that Jake Paul acts, if I'm honest. Yeah, be a build up as well. See if he's respectful or. Yeah, I can't imagine he's respectful. Like, he nicked Floyd, Floyd Mayweather's act, didn't he? So, yeah. I can't imagine he'll be any different. But, like you say, like, Nate Diaz won't. Uh, he won't accept that like just the same way like Tyler and Woodley just took it didn't he just kind of smiled and didn't really say you know he said some stuff like but didn't do anything or didn't say nothing but then be interesting like just yeah like you say just see what the what the reaction would be like I don't know like Jake Paul I think doesn't get the credit he deserved in some ways but then equally I kind of ready for it to all be over as well such as such as uh, boxing at the moment is like the YouTube boxing seems more popular than the actual fight boxing. That's with the, professional that's the only part, part I don't like, if I'm honest. Like, I think um, now these YouTube boxers have come along. Yeah, it brings eyes to the sport, but it's bringing eyes to YouTube boxing. I think it's taking a light away from the real boxers who's actually 100%. Like, you look at that YouTube, the show, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Where they've specifically, I don't know if you know, I don't. They might even have like their own promotion, like. But it was on the zone, and it was just just YouTube boxing. Done really well, like from what I was told, like did a lot of views and whatever. KSI obviously is always going to get views, but even you know the rest of the show done alright, and I, which means they're going to do it again. But then there's other there's been some some good fights actually in boxing over the last month or so and they haven't you barely heard anything about them because there's that or because Jake Paul's fight got called off and it's just frustrating but I feel for the fighters I feel for the younger fighters as well who are trying to break in because if you're a DAZN or whatever say you're DAZN and you've got the choice of putting a KSI fight on, say, or like the best young boxer in the UK who's got unbeaten record and he's really like he's going to be the next big thing. They're going to pick the KSI fight, and it's like it shouldn't be that way, but it just is. It's just the way that they look at it. They look at it purely from a financial point of view Money rather than opportunity, a future, yeah. and it's frustrating. Would you take a Jake Paul fight? <laughs> I'm not at that stage yet, but maybe once it's all said and done, maybe. Do you reckon you could take him now? In a real fight, definitely. Do you reckon you could beat him a boxer? Not a boxer. Real People don't give him enough credit, though, do no, they? Like, he's a decent res- boxer, isn't he? You've got to respect that he is a good boxer. Not a boxer. Real fight, I'd smash him off. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Someone someone will stop the train eventually. I think um, I think you would have beat Tommy Fury, mind. Yeah, but Tommy Fury, like, I don't think he didn't. I think he didn't want to fight the fight. No, he's sort of it's lose lose for Tommy Fury, you know, because yeah, he could make money, but I mean, he's not sure of a few quid anyway. Where he's done Love Island and all these different things that he does, like people, I was laughing. Like people think Tommy Fury is making his money now from boxing. He's not because he's not really fought anyone in boxing. Like he's not a He's nowhere near the level of um, what's the other Fury? I forgot his name. Tyson. No, no, not him. Like the one, 
there's another one there's I can't remember his name there's like a middle one anyway um, it was, yeah that's, that's the other box that's Peter's son that is is it yeah he's a good boxer well was a good boxer yeah and it's like um, like those guys they're you know Tyson Fury these people they're making their money from boxing like Tommy Fury I don't think is making his money from boxing at the moment because he's not at that level yet and he hasn't fought enough so why people thought like oh he's the you know he's the he's a proper boxer he of course he's going to smash Jake Paul and I was like not really like if you watch him in his fight where they fought on the same card Tommy Fury struggled against um where it was just you know some random guy I think it was a YouTuber it might have even been a YouTuber but like I don't know I just couldn't I just didn't think I couldn't envisage a positive outcome for Tommy Fury because if he beats Jake Paul everyone just says oh it's a YouTuber isn't it if he loses he's the guy that lost to Jake Paul first boxer to lose to him as well just didn't see the benefit of it other than a big bag of cash like yeah it is a, it is a lose lose but I think Tommy Tommy Fury he could, he could be good but I don't think he'll ever get to like world, world champ level I don't think he'll ever ever get to that sort of level like his brother he didn't seem to have the same um, I don't know whether it's like love of the game or whether it's motivation or he doesn't seem to be as engulfed in boxing as the rest of them like the rest of them kind of live boxing don't they and he seems to be you know he's already been on all the like you say like Love Island and all yeah. that shit and it's just um, uh, I don't know interesting though like where where it'll go in the future um, in terms of other what about other sports what, uh, what other sports do you uh, watch like do you still play football no, I don't play football at all now. Um, if if a football's on, I sit sometimes I sit down and watch it with my old man. Obviously, if the rugby's on, like Wales is playing, I'll obviously watch the rugby. I do enjoy watching rugby, but other than that, boxing. I only mostly, if I'm honest, I don't watch a lot of boxing. I only watch pretty much the big fights. Yeah, and then just watch MMA. Really, is all I'm really interested in. Interesting. So when. What do you think of Paddy, Paddy, Paddy the Baddy's rise into the UFC then? I um, I think there's a bit of both for him, honest, because like the UFC's building him. Um, I think they're not going to give him anyone he can lose to for the next year or so, if I'm honest. Obviously, he signed that major deal with Barstool. He's, got, he's a worldwide celeb now, pretty much. Yeah. You see everything he's doing on YouTube and stuff, but if I'm honest... I'm not really into all I like I respect people for their fighting ability like I don't think he's as good of a fighter as what people are going to buy into like um, but I do enjoy watching him because he, he does bring a lot of eyes to the sport and he's crazy and he let's be honest but yeah. I do think he'll if the UFC keep building him he ain't going to be found out for another year or so yet but no I don't think they'll give him anyone to Taxing, like, but he's also a, he's a global superstar at the minute. But Mo- yeah, he's massive. Isn't he? Molly, on the other hand, I think I think she's really good. If I'm honest, like, she's a good striker. Yeah, she's, she's really, really good. Striker. But then I do think um, people underestimate Paddy as well a little bit. Like I see a lot of the kind of American fans. They were saying, um, "Oh, just you know, just take him down, and you know he won't be able to live with it." I was like. I was just thinking you just clearly haven't watched any of his fights like, because if anything 
he's stronger grappling than he is striking. Yeah. Like when he's striking, he's quite wild, he, isn't he? He's not yeah, like he's quite get wild. Hit. Like yeah. he's not sort of tight and clean. Like there's an opportunity if if he comes up against someone who's a real good technical striker. I feel like that might be what his undoing is eventually, whenever that may be. Like someone who can be quite precise with their striking, as opposed to someone. I think anyone who goes into a war with him, certainly at the age he's at now, from a striking point of view, he'll probably come through it because his cardio's good. He can take yeah. a shot, and his wrestling and his grappling's very, very good. But I feel like now, at the you know, at this moment in time, I I just feel like someone very clinical and technical would have a better chance. But it's interesting. Like and and God say like he is. Um, he's such a sound lad like I had the I've had the pleasure of interviewing him and having him on the podcast a couple of times twice now I've had him on and he's um, he's like so just down to earth like he's just like he is as he is he is mad as fuck but he's uh, he's a nice bloke yeah. like he's just genuine he's sound and he'll do anything for anyone I, I quite like what he did after his last fight um, talking about the mental health awareness obviously yeah in honour of his friend and all yeah he's a really nice guy and obviously he's doing a good job but UFC's doing a good job of building him and I think he's doing a good job of bringing eyes to the sport isn't he so yeah he done a YouTube video yesterday I think it was of him um, grappling 10 yeah, marines yeah I just watched this morning it's quite um, it's quite interesting he's like even where his weight's fluctuating in between fights like he's still clearly like really fit like yeah. know, because he's able to just do, do stuff like that it was off. I was after they done like a massive. I watched it. Yeah, they did a big circuit and yeah. Uh, my age now, I'm like, I couldn't even do the bloody workout, let alone a ten, ten guys. So, where are we now? October, in it. Well, nearly October. October is your next fight. That'll be the last time you fight Jacken this year, or do you think you'll get another one in before the end of the year's out? No, I think um, it's going to be the end of. Last one of the year for fighting, but then I've got a plan in. So this year, so far, last 12 months, because obviously my first fight was October 9th, then in the last 12 months now, come October 8th, I would have had six fight camps and five fights. So pretty much really busy. Mm. And then uh, lock in to fight early next year then. So then I got a few months in, rest the body, because I've been in fight camp pretty much all year. But I'm going to stay in the gym and just improve... Because in fight camp, you're constantly making sure you're fit, you're strong. Then in this time off, now I'm going to take time, improve my skills, improve all aspects of me, do a lot more technique. And then, yeah, then my body recover, come back better in the new year then. What about, um, you know, I was just going to ask you, like the grappling tournaments and things like that. Do you do a lot of them at the moment? At the moment, I haven't. I want to start getting back into them again. So I used to do a lot when I was younger. Mm. And then COVID it and I stopped a bit. And since I've been fighting, like I said, this year now I've been in fight camp. Every two months it works out to about. So yeah, so you're I, constantly in it. Like yeah, I haven't had I haven't had a lot of time, but I would like to start grappling again. I wasn't sure what the like what the score was with you if you're with your age whether you were able to like if you had to do them for your age if that makes sense or whether they're like open to older categories and stuff like that. I wasn't sure how it worked to be honest. So, um, obviously I'm 16 now, so mm. 
at 16 you can get proper belts obviously there's kid belts in jiu-jitsu and then once you're 16 you can start going through a normal belt system so and then obviously i'm blue belt so then i think at my weight i could just be grabbing well if it is i could just be grabbing anybody now yeah okay cool so i mean that's another way in it to learn and, uh, and just keep in between fights keep your hand in yeah yeah keep going it's um it's mad like it's it's mad to me that you're 16 i've got to be honest because you're like the way you talk and the way you speak mature and you're like you're a big boy anyway so you don't look 16 but like it's um like the way you talk about it you're very mature and but not just that like you know what you want and you know how to get there and you know what you've got to do together do you feel lucky in some ways because not many 16 year olds yeah have got that path in their mind let alone you know pretty much laid out for you in some ways yeah so i do i do feel really lucky and blessed if i'm honest like i i'm like i've go in school like not a lot of people knew i still know my friends a lot of people don't know what they want to do with their life they could go down any path like i know 100 percent what i want to do is what i'm passionate about i'm lucky what i'm passionate about i'm good at and yeah. I can make a career out of it, so yeah, yeah, I am. I am really happy that I understand what I want to do. Most importantly, mm. have you ever had any moments? Like, I know, you know, I know. I can say the last five years where you've questioned it, or you've ever thought, "I got with my I do like it, but I wouldn't mind doing something else." No ones. Honestly, God, people listening would probably think, "Oh, he's lying," but if I'm truly honest, no, really, I've just always wanted to be. A professional fighter that's all I've ever wanted to do obviously there's tough days at the gym but that never made me think oh I don't want to do this no more it's something I love I think to be successful at it because it's such an odd thing you've got to truly love what you do yeah. and I do so it's interesting see because like I said my boy's 17 and he's a bit like oh, I, do, I would like to do this and I want to do that and you know doesn't really know and that's fine you know everyone's like yeah. that but obviously you're very, you're lucky in some ways, but obviously you've also worked to get where you are now, you know, and where you go to the future, you'll work for that. And you haven't just got there just because you know someone, you've had to work your way yeah. through it. And I think. Podcast Network.